Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. My hoopie rolling, tailpipe dragging. Heat don't work and my girl keeps nagging. Six nine Buick, deuce keeps rolling. One hubcap cause three got stolen. Mama shook loose. Makes a lot old school rap, right? 50 year anniversary for the hip hop monsters. We got a mayor who's missing in action, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. All he does claim he is the hip hop mayor, right? So let me tell you something, Eric Adams, because I know everyone in City Hall is listening, taking notes, trying to catch me in a faux pas mistake. Every day, somebody from down there calls upstairs to our owners, our management. He must retract. He must bend on wounded knee. You must suspend him. You must fire him. He must apologize. I ain't apologizing for this, right? Hey, Lou, you're the music impresario for Sid Rosenberg and Friends. It's an old classic, Sir Mix-a-Lot, my hoopty. That's right, my hoopty rolling, tailpipe dragon. One hubcap cause she got stolen. Sounds like New York City right now, 2023. So the reason I do that is when Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, was elected mayor of New York City against me. What did he say? Enough of this rap crack, please. It's giving me a headache. Posse on Broadway, I love that by Sir Mix a lot. And Baby Got Back, right? Oh, that's the one Justin loves. Right, right, right. Old school, Seattle. Posse on Broadway. You're going to Dick's. You know what Dick says? No, no. It's not sexual. It's a burger joint in Seattle. You know, South Rainier Valley. You wouldn't know that because you've never been there. Anyway, let me get down to brass tacks here. The mayor once again has been a fake, phony, fraudulent liar to all of you. By the way, you get a chance, get this New Yorker piece, 40 pages long of Joe Biden-esque lies about his past, his birth, his upbringing. I mean, this guy is truly the Biden of Brooklyn. My God, almost everything that he's told you about his biography is a fib, a lie, an embellishment. Although he won't call it a white lie because that would be a cracker lie. But let me get back on track. So when he was elected, remember his first day out of the box, he got on a Kosciuszko Street. He had his $5,000 customized suit on and he rode to City Hall. Not a long ride on the J train, but he saw chaos. A fight down in the street by three Mexicanos battling outside the Mickey D's there. He wouldn't get involved. He was wearing his Ferragamos. He called 911, and then he bitched about the cops not responding. Then he was on that train. He came across a homeless guy spread over the seats. Another guy emotionally disturbed, giving him grief. He had no backup. 
And then finally, he there were people who were drunk, totally passed out. And he said, like, I ain't never going down and riding the subway again by myself. That's when all of a sudden he manned up. And he now has an intel group follow him wherever he goes. And he rolls strong. Let me tell you something. When you know that's rolling strong, he's got five tricked out SUVs. One of these SUVs, a gleaming black Lincoln Navigator with tricked out rims. Let me tell you what else it has, because I described this when I had met him at the West Indian Day Parade uh, back in uh, September 4th, Labor Day. I had just finished the Rip and Read, which I do here Monday through Fridays, 12 to 1. And he was finishing walking up Eastern Parkway. He was getting into his SUV. And there was another SUV. It had mesh grills, 20-inch chrome rims, smoke glass, double-barrel exhaust pipes, I mean, that's what you'd have if you were a drug dealer and a pimp. And I realized right then that previous to that, he'd be rolling strong in the hood. And Eric Adams always perceived of himself as a hood rat. Never was. Never was. He talks the game. But let me tell you something. You don't dress in $5,000 customized suits every day and declare yourself to be a street guy or a hood rat. So I know what happened. Justin, take notes. You'll learn something. Because Noam Layden, our news director, made a total fool of himself this morning when Sid was cross-examining him about these five SUVs, total package, $400,000. And Noam knew nothing about nothing because he lives up in the Heights in Jersey City. He's in the hot tub with Steve Fulop, the mayor there, who wants to become governor over my dead body. They know nothing about the hood. This is the problem. Eric Adams would roll strong with his entourage in all of their normal SUVs. It's bad enough that we have to pay for normal SUVs for elected officials and appointed officials. They should all be forced to use what we have to use, the subway. But they all get that privilege of office because they think they're better than us. And the mayor, five SUVs. So before that, he'd be rolling through the hood and people would say, yo, mayor, what's up with that hoopty? Yo, man, what's up? Hey, Eric, how come, how come you, how come you're driving that hoopty? Who's pimping behind the wheel? And he was embarrassed. Embarrassed. So he decided, man, I gotta get some tricked up rides. And who did he pimp off of? Because you know, that's what this came from. This came from MTV Pimp My Ride. You say tricked out, Justin. I say pimped out. You say tricked out. I say pimped out because this is everything a pimp would want and desire and lust for and everything big time drug dealers want, desire and end up having cash on the barrelhead. Because when they roll into the dealerships and sometimes these Cadillac Escalades all tricked out, it's costing a hundred thousand or more. It's all cash. It's all cash. And you know damn well the dealers. You think the dealers report that? Ha ha ha. <laughs> you know, if you ever been up to Fordham Road, you go to the old Cadillac dealership before you had hit the old Howard Johnson's there, which is now a Mickey D's before the Bronx Zoo and the uh, Bronx. Uh, oh, man. Oh, it's so good. Botanical Gardens. And you had a great guy there who owned that Cadillac dealership. He was the president of the Bronx Chamber of Commerce. And these young hoodlums, hood rats, drug dealers would come in with boxes, floor shine boxes of cash to buy the Cadillacs on the floor. Dick Kitchen. Remember the name Dick Kitchen. 
never reported these Cadillac sales, cash and carry, and ended up going to jail for that tax evasion. So, A, number one, why the hell does this mayor have five tricked-out SUVs in which, when he's riding around, he's looking like a pimp, he's looking like a drug dealer, they're all tricked out, when when he was elected, he said, if elected, you're going to see me on my bicycle all the time riding to and from City Hall. Hey, reporters at Room 9, when is the last time you saw him on a, a bicycle like Pee Wee Herman with that stupid bike helmet on his head? You see, you buy all of his propaganda. I'm a mayor who's going to ride the subways. Not. I'm a mayor who's going to be on my bicycle like Pee Wee Herman. Not. Five tricked-out SUVs. Pimp my ride. He thinks he's in MTV. Now, who is he modeling his mayorship after? Certainly not Rudy Giuliani. Although you should know he was a registered Republican at that time and threatened his role model, his mentor, David Dinkins. He said, look, Dinkins, if you don't welcome Scooey Louis Farrakhan to Madison Square Garden, I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to endorse I'm going to endorse Rudy Giuliani for mayor. That's public record. He tried to shake down his mentor, his hero, David Dinkins. Thankfully, David Dinkins stood strong and condemned Farrakhan, and he did not appear at Madison Square Garden. But that's the way Eric Adams is. Now, he does role model himself after David Dinkins, because one thing about David Dinkins, he was one of the worst mayors of all time, but oh, boy. He always had that nappy attire. Oh, my God. He had those suits. And then along with Percy Sutton of Inner City Broadcasting, Charlie Rango, and, yes, Basil Patterson, father of my (laughs) husband-in-law, David Patterson. Those guys who walk around, and they were like fashion plates. I mean, it's almost as if they went to, uh, oh, man, it was like, oh, H.A. Lester. You you should have checked out A.J. Lester, the suit joint, right there in Harlem, 125th Street. You could go in there. You could get floor shine jammies. They were gray and burgundy. You could get suits and shirts, designer apparel. And that's where they all went. And at the time when David Dinkins was mayor and destroyed this city from 88 to 92 until Rudy rescued it, he would have his aide-de-camp, a Puerto Rican guy, I played basketball against him, took him to the hoops, man. I won, but Mark Green, who was the consumer affairs chief at that time, yeah, on the hardwood in Madison Square Garden, called foul after foul. What kind of wussies call fouls when you're playing b-ball? Anyway, I digress. So here it is. You have David Dinkins who would go, and he loved cutting ribbons just like Eric Adams. He loved the nightlife just like Eric Adams. And he had his aide-de-camp, his man Friday, Arnie Segura, follow him. And he would carry a suit bag with three suits a day. David Dinkins would shower three times a day, change into three different suits as this city was falling apart. So you think about it. When Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, says, yo, man, you want to be just like my mentor, David Dinkins. He already is when it comes to his $5,000 customized suits. But when he says, I want to pimp my ride from the taxpayers, $400,000 for tricked out SUVs. You know, you know who he is uh, marveling at? You remember the guy, Hawk Newsom, head of Black Lives Matter? coming out of the Bronx Concourse Village, which is right next to 161st Street, the courthouse. 
He lives in Concord Village with his mother. He's a real mama Luke. I confronted him. He was in a $100,000 brand new Cadillac Escalade. It had been tricked out, so add to the sticker price. And, man, I was giving him grief. I was ragging him in front of the brothers and sisters. And that guy had to put his microphone away and do the bird. Eric Adams, what are you trying to be, like Hawk Newsom of Black Lives Matter, which has become big, large mansions? This is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Oh, I understand. It's the 50th anniversary of the Hip Hop Monsters, right? What can I say? So I'm going to be playing hip hop every lead in in this hour of Rip and Read. Although this is when it first came out, Sugar Hill. And they were not from the Bronx. Nope, they were from New Jersey. But anyway, I digress. Hotel Motel Holiday Inn Express. Uh, we need to do some updates here. Please lower the music here for a second, please. Lower the music. I understand that a lot of our listeners are like 55 plus and they're McWhitey Whiteys. So they weren't understanding my hood rat language because, you know, I'm more of a hood rat. Actually, I'm blacker than even Dominic Carter. If you were to listen to both of us uh, and not know who we were, and you were to say, who's the black guy? Well, first off, you'd say the Curtis guy, because most guys named Curtis are black. Secondly, I sound more street than Dominic Carter, who is legitimately from the streets. But let me tell you something. I used two terms upstairs. They rang during the break. They said, what is a hoopty? Justin, you know what a hoopty is, Lou? Uh, kind of, right? No, no, no. Hoopty, it's an old dilapidated demolition derby reject. That's what the mayor thought he was riding around in before, before at your sucker taxpayer's expense, 400000 he got five brand-new tricked-out SUVs. The other thing, I don't know if I made myself clear, is that the one gleaming black Lincoln Navigator with tricked-out rims, the most expensive, just carries his wardrobe. It does nothing more. It's an, a wardrobe vehicle. Uh, do I make my point? Oh, okay. All right. Now everybody understands. Now we can move on. Okay, let's move on to this guy who is throwing shade at all of us. Does that make sense? You understand what that throwing shade on all of us? He, he has shade on his face. He's a deadbeat. His name is Gary Melius. He owns the uh, Ohika Castle and the Catering Hall in Huntington, Long Island. That's Suffolk. A lot of our listeners are out in that way. Recently, uh, Sid Rosenberg and his lovely wife, Danielle, celebrated their 31st wedding anniversary. It's a magnificent place, best known as Frank Morano, the Mama Luke would tell you, uh, for being the location uh, where Anthony Weiner, who I do left versus right with right here at WABC on Saturday, 3 to 4, got married to Huma. And the person proceeding over the ceremony was Bill Clinton himself, and actually Hillary was there. But that's not what Ohika Castle is known for. Ohika Castle is known for 
the fact that its owner, Gary Melius, again, who has shade on his face, he's throwing shade at all of us all the time, in 2014, walks outside to his Beamer, his Benz, uh, one of them, and he gets behind the wheel, and a guy pulls up in a Rove, I don't think it was a Rove brand, I don't know, it was a Texas, no, no, it was a Cherokee Chief, uh, Chief Jeep. He comes out with a fedora on his uh, head. He's got a 38, and he caps three shots right into the front plate glass window right at Gary Melius, who's behind the wheel. No bodyguard, no nothing. And he hits him once right under the eye, and Gary Melius almost dies, but he lives. He lives to uh, throw shade at all of us for another day. When he was interviewed by the Suffolk uh, County Police Department, At the time, James Burke was the crooked police chief. He said, I know nothing. Snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. He took the coat of Omerta. All of his friends, his political friends, Democrats and Republicans out there, they all know who shot him. They won't say anything. And the Suffolk County Police Department under the crooked police chief at the time, James Burke, who went to jail, buried it with the uh, bodies uh, along Gilgo Beach. It might as well have been buried. It's never been resolved. They all know who did it. So this guy pimped us out in the New York Post. He said that he wanted to use his property upstate in St. Lawrence County that he owns. It is a quality inn. Um, And he says, look, I charge $110 a room. There's about 115 rooms. Most of them are empty. I'd be more than happy to accommodate the mayor, and he can ship them up there. And we could work out a deal, a leasing deal for the whole quality in hotel. Meantime, he didn't tell anybody that he owed back taxes for three years because he's a deadbeat, $380,000. So he, like a lot of others, when they're in foreclosure, like the red Chinese businessman of the Holiday Inn downtown on Wall Street, he went to bankruptcy court in Delaware, and the federal bankruptcy judge told the red Chinese businessman, hey, why, why are you going through bankruptcy where you're going to have to pay your vendors uh, 10 cents on a dollar? Go make a deal at City Hall. You know, uh, Eric Adams and his administration right now, it's Monty Hall. Let's make a deal. And they did. And we ended up paying millions of dollars to lease the Holiday Inn on Wall Street for the illegal aliens who get to be able to view the uh, Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island, from the top rooms, three squares, and all the amenities that come with that Holiday Inn, world's tallest Holiday Inn. That just gives you an idea. It's like you say contract with the Eric Adams administration, and everybody in City Hall says, and what's the kickback? How do we get paid? How do we put our beak in the trough? Because we now have it under the provision of emergency resource migrant centers. They don't call them shelters anymore. They don't call them no-tell, motels, holiday inns without the express. They call them emergency migrant resource centers, which means under an emergency executive act that Eric Adams put into place, he doesn't have to explain anything to anybody in terms of where the money's going. All the ancillary services which go to friends of Eric Adams. If you don't contribute to Eric Adams or Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, you get Ugats, you get Bupkis. So everybody knows, get online. The more you contribute to the reelection effort of Eric Adams so he gets another four years to destroy the city even more after two years. Remember, we had eight years at de Blasio. 
He was lazy. Eric Adams in two years is crazy. And everybody I noticed when they come on the show, the head of the uh, DEA, uh, who is that, Paul DiGiacomo, uh, the detectives endowment association there asked, how do you think Eric is doing? He's trying. He's trying. He, well, two years he's trying. Yeah, he's trying hard to destroy the city. But I digress. So this guy, Gary Melius, reaches out to City Hall and he says, hey, man. What do you got? What kind of a deal can you make, man? You can ship all the illegals up there in St. Lawrence County. And then I get, I make a payday. I get out of bankruptcy court. Uh, they don't foreclose on me and I continue to be the owner. And I'm like the cat that swallowed Tweety Bird. Well, thankfully, the local officials there say, Hey, we already have enough illegal aliens who are sneaking in from north of the border. Cause what they do is as a result of NAFTA, North American free trade agreement. There's a North American free trade uh, trade of illegal aliens. If they can make it to Mexico City, they fly to Montreal and Toronto, and they're welcomed by Pierre Trudeau Jr., you know, who does a pirouette. He does the plie. Oh, my God, in Ottawa. And then they head south, and they come right across the border from uh, from uh, Quebec. They go right into New York State, and then they work their way down in New York City. So they already have. Illegal aliens coming into St. Lawrence County, some of whom go down to New York City, some of whom will cop a squat there. So they said no, no to Gary Mellius because he tried to get over like a fat rat. By the way, his friend, his very dear friend of the many uh, officials who go to the uh, Ohika Castle and they pay nothing. They play cards all day and they pay nothing. Let's ask Peter King about that if he's ever been to the Ohika Castle. Hey, Peter, you been there? Hey. Everything on the cuff, huh? You don't have to pay for anything. Meantime, here's Alphonse Ali Boy D'Amato, the former senator. And by the way, he is now the fixer. He is a lobbyist. And he said, oh, maybe I can make a deal. You know, Gary and the mayor should really sit and talk about this. This would be good for both of them. I'll do a shitock. It makes sense for Gary and the mayor. Wait a second. What a profiteer. What a mercenary. What a hessian. This guy owns Park Strategies. He's a lobbyist. He's putting his beak in the trough. I remember when he hosted uh, a fundraiser for Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, 2019, amongst all the Persians and Great Neck, right next to Lennox. Who is the host? Oh, yeah, Alphonse Sally Boy D'Amato. Yeah, he loves New York State. He helped reelect. Oh, my God, I can't even say it. Andrew Evilized Cuomo, who then passed no cash bail, signed it into law. It's been a horror ever since. So I don't trust Alphonse Sally Boyd the model. I don't trust Gary Mellowis. I don't trust any of the elected officials, Democrat and Republican, who go and they play cards there. In fact, this is what I suggest. Justin, can you take notes? I want to call up City Hall because, you know, they don't take my calls. They introduce me to Mr. Click and say, instead of this quality in up there in St. Lawrence County that Gary Melius owns $380,000 in back taxes on, why don't you ship them to Ohika Castle in Huntington in Suffolk County? Hey, Gary Melius, you want illegal aliens? We got plenty of them. But why should they go to a, a low-budget, Holiday Inn, not express, no-tell, motel, that you owe $380,000 in back taxes, so we, the sucker taxpayers in New York, bail you out, open up the Ohika Castle. What do you think about it? You see, I'm the big compromiser here. 
Get, uh, get ready out there in Huntington. I'm suggesting that the illegal aliens be shipped to the Ohika Castle because Gary Melius wants illegal aliens. And by the way, Lou, what is that, October 28th or so that O'Reilly and Rosenberg are hosting that event at the Huntington Theater? By then, I think, uh, I think, Justin, the illegal aliens could do valet parking and could be the ticket collectors. What do you think? We give them gainful employment as they have all of their mopeds outside, all of their e-bikes. And by the way, how the hell do they afford that? Everywhere you go with these illegal aliens, they have these motorbikes, these mopeds, these e-bikes. Nobody ever asks. How the hell can you afford this? You just supposedly arrived. You didn't have two cents in your pocket. But I digress. Now on the illegal alien front, get your pads and pens because I'm going to tell you how you can join us and save neighborhoods up in eastern Queens. Because we've been protesting no tent city at Creedmoor where Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, wants to shove a thousand single able-bodied young men with nothing to do and nowhere to go under a tank on the New York State psychiatric facility known as Creedmoor. First off, let's look at how it's working at McCarran Park. McCarran Park, North Williamsburg, right in the shadow of the old automotive high school. Some of our listeners remember going there and learning how to hotwire cars and then uh, being able to drive them to chop shops that they would run and manage, how to chop up the parts, make a lot of money, change the, change the VIN numbers. Uh, they learned, uh, tremendous education at Automotive High School. But on one side is Green Pernt, which used to be all Polish. Now it's predominantly hipster and millennial. On the other side is North Williamsburg, used to be all Italian. It's now predominantly hipster and millennial. So the mayor figures if I put a 100 illegal aliens there, in the recreational center of McCarran Park, which used to be where I played ball against the old St. Francis Prep before they went to a Bishop O'Reilly, which was on Francis Lewis Boulevard, and then took over that campus. The old St. John's Prep used to be in North Williamsburg before it took over the campus of Mater Christi and Astoria and played ball there, and those fields were horrible. And they had the pool there. And there were gangs there at that time, and that's why those schools moved away. But things improved. The hipsters and millennials improved, and, and now they're screaming. So the hipsters and millennials are saying, look, you really got to be careful about what you say these days. But it's not fair to us. We don't know who these single, able-bodied young men are, a hundred of whom are living in this recreational center with nothing to do, nowhere to go all day, hanging out in the park, Quote, the city government is weird. It's like they don't care about this city. You see trash everywhere here in McCarran Park. It's like chaos emerging everywhere. It's like they're trying to bring in the chaos somehow. These are the hipsters and millennials who are progressives to the left. Not all of them socialists, but even they're upset with Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. But tonight, it's make or break. They've already put the stakes in. They're already uh, starting to uh, unfurl the tent. The same tent that they put up in Orchard Beach, the parking lot that they had to take down, because Eric Adams knows nothing about nothing when it comes to drainage. It's the same tent that they unfold at our sucker taxpayers' expense that they put up in Randall's Island that they had to take down because there was nowhere for the drainage. And he won't listen. He's stubborn. And his same effect is happening in Creedmoor. Although the crews are out, about 50 guys are working to put those tents up. They want the tents finished by 
uh, the 13th, August 13th, and they want to start bringing in the first of the 1,000 single able-bodied men on the 14th over our dead bodies. So we've had a number of demonstrations out there led by the Queens Village Republican Club, longest-running Republican club in the five boroughs, Joe Kunkan and Phil Orenstein, Bernard Chow running in the 23rd District, the Republican, the Councilwoman Linda Lee ducking MIA. Nobody wants to offend the mayor. I'll be there. Nancy will be there. You all need to be there. Come on, show on up at Hillside Avenue. And 235th Court, that's right in Queens Village. It's opposite the playground of PS1, uh, PS18, right at the entrance of that part of Creedmoor. Look, Creedmoor is for those that need mental health. Only 30% of the beds are occupied. We need to fill up Creedmoor with emotionally disturbed Americans, with homeless Americans who have mental health problems. That's what it was built for. That's what it has done for decades. And that is what Eric Adams and Kathy Crimewave Holcomb refuse to do. Join us tonight, because if we don't stop them in Creedmoor, as the mayor has said, it's coming to neighborhoods near you. Talking about this is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Get out! Keeping with our theme of the 50th anniversary of hip-hop and the hip-hop monsters. Run DMC, you talk too much. Could be applied to me. Could be applied to Sid Rosenberg in the morning. But especially to former President Donald Trump. Okay, enough, enough from Run DMC, all right? Hollis, uh, Christmas in Hollis, right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Lip sync the words, Justin, all right? So we have this situation where U.S. Attorney Hitman Jack Smith used to be with the Eastern District, uh, which covered Brooklyn, Queens, and Long Island. Uh, it's really trying to get a protective order issued against uh, Donald Trump. Protective order is really a gag order. That's really the bottom line. He doesn't want Trump talking about anything involving the cases that he is prosecuting, that he has secured indictments of. That's two of them. Uh, there's the case down in Florida about the uh, papers uh, that Trump, uh, he's prosecuting him for, that he took from the White House, and obviously now charging him in reference to January 6th, but not inciting to riot. All right, so he wants what he calls the, the fancy-schmancy way, a protective order, which is nothing more than a gag order. And believe it or not, it's something I experienced. When Frank Morano's friends, uh, the Gambinos, and John Gotti Jr. was told by John Gotti Sr. to shoot and kill Curtis Lewa, and they tried to do it on June 19th in 1992 as they poured five hollow-point bullets throughout my lower extremities in the back of a cab. Luckily, I was able to survive. Twelve years later, John Gotti Jr. was uh, brought in and indicted for that crime, attempted murder and kidnapping along with Michael Leonardi, the hitman uh, from the Carrazzo family's Gambino Club in Canarsie. And they were ratted out by Michael Leonardi, uh, who uh, 
It's you and Michael, uh, now, Mikey Scarge D. Leonardo from uh, Staten Island who had three murders that he was responsible for, and he gave them up on this. That was 12 years later. And the federal government, believe it or not, the U.S. attorneys, they're not there to protect victims. They tell you we are here to protect the government's interests. They filed for a gag order against me, Jeffrey Lickman, who can't find enough criminals to represent. Remember, uh, Pablo Shorty Guzman, he represented him in the uh, Eastern District, that narco-terrorist, that God, he's in uh, Florence, uh, Colorado, the supermax. He filed for a gag order. They would have shut me down. I wouldn't have been able to talk about the Gotti trial at all before, during, and maybe a little bit after. Believe it or not, we were owned by Disney at that time at the old WABC, and Mickey and Minnie Mouse did the right thing, sent their lawyers in, and said, no, you can't gag Curtis Lee, and no one has ever been able to gag it. You try to kill him and shut him up. U.S. government, he'll justify the order, and we'll have to lock him up. And it's the same with Trump. He'll defy the order, and they'll just have to lock him up. Hey, man up. Hey, man up, Jack Smith. Stop being a crybaby. You know, what, what, what? it's like a scene out of The Godfather, right? You can act like a man. Come on. Act like a man. Man up. Knock off this gag order routine.